Hello and welcome to episode eight of the Right Fight podcast, a discussion about how to live a loving life. I'm your host, Reg Lloyd, and we're having a conversation with Kenny Bond. Kenny, we are going to start with something that I found extremely helpful for me. On page 37 of your book, you said that every time we make a choice to act, either in fear or in love, our actions define us at that moment. Backing up a little bit, though, you also talked about when we feel emotion or feel angry or envious, we don't become that until we act upon that. So feeling anger, angry doesn't make you an angry person or feeling envy doesn't make you an envious person. It's not until we actually act on that that we become what love is not. Is that correct? That is correct. And so, and, and I would say feeling, trying to control what we feel is a losing battle. I, I, I have so little control over what I feel. Sometimes it's, it's just painful. You know, I'm like, what is wrong with me? You know, especially envy. And I, I don't know why, but I just, I, just, I just feel it. And what I used to do is when I felt the envy, I went with it. And just followed it wherever it took me. Like, what would that look like? So, I mean, if if I saw something super nice and somebody, whatever it was, I would be envious of. You'd go get it. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I would. I wish I could go get it, but I can't. So then, for some reason, I don't like the person. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, and and then I conclude that this person is something that they're not at all, or maybe they are, but I have no idea. So then, I, so then I talk about them, or then I, whatever I do, so that's acting on my envy. Mm-hmm. I allow the envy to, to take root. So, I, don't, so it's kind of, I think I heard someone else say this one time, you know, we don't contrive, we don't, we don't contrive, what is that? We don't control the birds that fly over our head, but we do, we do have some control over which ones get to nest yeah. in our hair. And, and so trying to, so for a while, for a long time, I tried to control my feelings. And all of these years of, of and it's still well on my way to learning and learning every day, permanently under construction, but of learning how to live a more loving life, um, it's become a lot easier to make better decisions, which results, results in this more fruitful life. But the, the input of the feelings, they haven't gotten a lot better. I mean, a little bit, but I mean, the actual feeling of envy, the, the feeling of hate, the, feet, I mean, the immediate feeling seems to be this. The difference in my life is that used to if I felt envy at all or even potentially felt a little envy, feelings are strong and your emotions attach themselves to them. And so then I would run to them and then I would turn a mountain, make a mountain out of a molehill and it was all built on a lie because, I, because of some envy I had. The difference now is that now the moment that I feel envy in any shape, form, or fashion, I'm aware that that's a trap. You know, I mean, if they really are whatever I would eventually conclude, prideful or whatever I'm thinking, you know, they think they're something else or whatever, if they really are all of that, I don't need any envy to find out. And then if I found out that was the truth and I love them, I'm going to ask them why they are that, you know. So, but it's, it just leads, so every... Every decision we ever make, I would say, is either rooted in fear or it's rooted in love. So 
the decision I'm about to make, and we make decisions like, you know, we talk every day, all day long, but the amount of thinking we do far, far surpasses that. And it's in our thinking that we make decisions. And so every decision we ever make is either rooted in love or fear, meaning that either I'm doing what I believe is best for you without regard for me, that's love, a loving decision, or what's best for me without regard for you, that's a selfish or fear-led decision. So I'm doing what's best for what seems best for me without regard for you instead of what may seem best for you without regard for me. The, the crazy thing is when we do this, if it's not really best for you, it's not best for me either. So when I choose envy and I follow envy where it takes me, I may hurt you, but I'm wrecking me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, feelings... I think it. I think it can help people a lot to to understand that what you feel is not the problem. It's what you do with what you feel. Yeah, I think it's extremely helpful because uh, if we feel something, we can feel really guilty for feeling that, right. or we think something, and we can feel guilty for thinking that. And I thought it was a, a great. It was something for me to think about that it's not until I act upon it. In fact. I think we've talked about before is that if we have these options and we choose the right option, that's that's the loving right. That's the loving thing to do. That's right. And I think the same. Honestly, I think without the option, without free will or the option to make the wrong choice, the right choice means nothing. And it says nothing about me or whether or not I love you. But so, so, you know, there's the, but these eight things that love is not, which is angry, envious, prideful, all these things are not things we feel. We may, we may feel pride at times. We may feel angry at times, but that doesn't, that does not define who we are until we decide to act on it. Then it defines who we are in that moment. We can repent and it can no longer define who we are. We mess this up all the time. I do for sure. Like I'm, I'm, butchered all the time so yeah it's not the feelings you feel that wreck your life it's the feelings that you choose to act on and the ones you act on you're going to feel a lot more of and you you, so you do build so if if you've created the bad habit of just following your feelings wherever they take you your emotions um then you know you got a little more work to do to 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 get on the right track but that that again so so helpful for me because i um, I do better with concrete examples. And when you talk about having envious thoughts but not acting on that, I think also prideful. For me, prideful is when I, I know I'm being prideful when I feel better than other people. And I'm making judgments in my head about uh, if I would be doing that, it'd be something, it, I'd do it this way. But those thoughts come. But what makes me a prideful person is when I treat somebody as if they are less than I am. And that, that, that frees, that's freedom for me. That's helpful. Yeah. Big time. And so what we feel and following our feelings is a, I I have, I have, I would say I'm I'm highly emotional person. I have super strong feelings. And so the world would always tell me your feelings are valid. Your emotions are valid. And so the, you know, almost suggesting I should follow them. Well, I would say, yeah, your feelings are valid. Your emotions are valid, but they may not be true. 
And so when so what I had to learn was that when I felt something, so valid just meaning that I, I didn't feel that for no reason. But the reason I felt it may not be true. So I, I, I saw you and, and I, or I, whatever it was that I perceived that you did, I already know why you did it. And if you did it, why I think you did it, then I'm going to feel envy or I'm going to feel anger or whatever these things that love is. So in, in, in my case, I'm just because I'm always like I'm constantly examining everybody, <laughs> everything everybody does all the time. I mean, it eats my lunch. You know, it's a problem. So if you were inside my head, Kenny always already I already know why you're doing what you're doing before you do it or for sure while you're doing it. And then I'm making decisions based on what I perceive which many times is not true at all. And it takes a lot of courage for me to set my feelings, my so-called valid feelings and emotions aside, and then wait, you know, and wait. You know, I mean, if, if, if you did that just to hurt me, then I'm not going to let you keep doing it, but I need to ask why you did it first. You can go that's the way. part of seeking the truth. That's right. And you say sometimes the truth is difficult to find. When the truth is hard to find, that's really tough stuff. But, you know, if you're so 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 if I don't know the truth, I'm not really sure what to do. I'm going to default to loving used to. If I didn't know what the truth and I know what to do, I'm defaulting to boundaries and self-love, which means I'm blocking you out or I'm protecting myself from you in whatever way that I can. Now, when I really don't know, you know, so so I don't know if you're a thief or not. But when you come around, there's a lock on everything I got. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I should have just ran you off because if you're a loving person, you don't want to come back. And if you keep coming, <laughs> you're just going to wait till I leave a lock off of something and you're going to get it, you know? So, um, so yeah, it's, it's uh, don't follow your feelings and don't ignore them. So fear, when, when I'm afraid and my feelings lead me to anger, then I just act on my anger or I suppress it, but I'm still angry with you. But love runs to the truth. So when, when I feel fear, if I choose to live a loving life, then I run to the truth, which means, you know what? I think you're angry. I'm coming to you and I'm asking you if you're angry. And if you are, why? I may find out that you were angry, but for a very good reason, because you thought I did something that I didn't even intend. And that's where communication can really clear some stuff up. Or I may find out that you're like, yeah, I'm angry and I'm, and this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to keep doing it. And then me loving you is like, I'm like, I can't help you do that. Yeah. On, on digging in to find the truth, it reminds me of that story you tell being in the restaurant. Oh yeah. And you wanted to respond, but you didn't. And after you found out why you were, why you weren't getting the service that you you needed yeah. on your birthday? Yeah, and 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 can you tell that story? Yeah. So and how? But as you say that, I'm just like you know, it's so crazy because this is a glass of tea we're talking about, and then God's given me His love that has not only transformed my own life, it saved me from all the shame of failing to love my family, my neighbor. It's made me it made me a better neighbor better at everything I do is it, 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 it participated in helping me being a better athlete like like he's he's saved my life not just from hell and eternity but like right now and it's all a free gift 
But I'm out here rolling through the streets worried about whether or not I got some tea on my ice in my cup so much that I'm going to withhold his love from someone else over that. That's the crazy part. So, but this is what happened. It's my birthday, and, and there's, I had a, a, this favorite restaurant. I, it was called Sartin's at the time. And they served these barbecue crabs. And they were, that's like, I could eat them three days a week. But nobody else in my family liked them. And so I love my family, Reg. <laughs> you know, so, um, and sometimes they don't love me enough because we're not eating crabs very often. So I get it like once a year. So I go there and we're all, you know, they act like they're happy. I'm really happy. <laughs> and, and I mean, but these things are salty, man. I mean, they're loaded down with salt. I love salt too. So, you know, you need the big gulp of, of your uh, iced tea and you need a refill every three crabs. And I'm not stopping until you got to drag me out of here. And so we're eating, I'm eating, and, and it becomes apparent real quick, you know, that my waitress is terribly distracted and uh, everything's moving slowly, but I'm getting past that. And then I'm, the crabs are good and I'm eating away, and but I'm not getting any tea. You know, I'm trying to flag everybody down in the restaurant, but I'm trying to be, you know, I'm this more loving guy now. Old Kenny, would he'd went up and got his own tea or, you know, whatever. Uh, and sometimes I still get my own tea. But anyway, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I can't get any tea. And I'm just growing more and more frustrated. And uh, my kids are like, my, my actually my wife, she mentions there's a booth behind us and there's two girls in that little girls. I say little, they're probably nine, 10 years old, two girls in that booth. And we've been there for a while now and no adults have approached them. I think one of them had a coloring book and she just brought up, I wonder where their parents are, you know, these kids. And they're sitting right next to us in this booth. I'm like, I, I, man, I don't know. Where's the tea? You know, I just want to know where my tea is. Well, I went the whole, the whole meal sucking on my ice. Um, I did manage to not thank God, uh, do something silly. We go to leave, and what I always did at this time, I still do it frequently as I remember, is we, you know, we make children's strength. It's, it's, so it's a, this pretty little piece of jewelry we'll leave for a waitress, and it's got a scripture on it. And um, I would always leave one of those. Well, when we get up to leave, I intentionally don't leave one. And my kids are like, Dad, you know, what? Why didn't you put the uh, joy down, you know, give her a shield of strength? And I'm like, well, I'm just not, you know, I'm not telling why. So they're like, no, you have to. And I'm like, no, no, I don't. I'm standing up. I'm trying to walk out of the restaurant. So they're like, mom, get a, get a necklace. So Tammy pulls this heart out of her necklace. I mean, out of her purse and leaves it with our, uh, with our check and our tip. And uh, we're walking out through the parking lot. And in my head, I'm, I'm still just, I'm upset. Right. And uh, this lady comes running out of the restaurant. She chases down the parking lot and I recognize her. She manages the store has for years. And she says, hey, wait, are, are y'all the ones that left that heart necklace with your check? And, um, and the, on the back of the heart, it said, creating me a pure heart, oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And I'm thinking, well, I'm not the one who left it. In case you're wondering. Right. Um, I didn't say that. But uh, she, then she starts crying. And she says, did you see the, uh, the two girls? These girls were my daughter's age, by the way, um, sitting next to you. And I was like, yeah, I, we did notice them. She said, your waitress was their mother. And um, she's in the back crying right now. She can't come out. But two weeks ago, her husband was killed. It's her first job since the kids were born. 
and her first day on the job, and it just meant the world to her. Mm. And I'm man, I'm just going. God forgive me. And but 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 what it helped me see, and many other things in my life like this, is that fear sees everything outside in. So I see what you're doing. I see how it makes me feel. And then I make a decision based on that. And I treat you the way I treat you based on what I perceive on the outside. I withhold from you what I withhold from you based on what I see on the outside. And it's all about me, how you made me feel. But love sees people inside out. Now, I'm not God, so God sees us inside out. He is love. But that, to me, that just what I'm trying to say is that love sees why they're doing what they're doing. So with the perception that I had outside in, me and my tea, and a very dismissive waitress who seemingly didn't care about us or our table or anything else, with that perception, I selfishly withheld the most precious gift I had for the person that needed it the most. And then when I was a, when someone else showed me inside out, because I didn't have the guts to ask or anything else, or, or, you know, thank God I just managed to not totally wreck the whole deal by fussing at her in front of their children that just lost her dad, you know. Um, but when someone else revealed to me the inside, I wanted to make a completely different decision. Like, you know, I mean, like, I don't need ice or tea. I'll serve myself. You know, um, and so that helped me a lot. And um, and it taught me to start making sure that I see people inside out, not what they do, but why they do it. And that I'm willing to ask even when I think I know. And I usually think I know. So good. Yeah. Tough stuff, man. You know what I'm saying, I mean, it's tough stuff and, and uh, and, and, you know, that, that it's like, Lord, what's wrong with me? You know, but, um, so are you, are you at the point? Did you like, I mean, is it, do we look at this like creating a habit? Like when you, I don't think we're, I think our default is to look outside in. Did it take you a while to get to a point where you initially see inside out or that's your reflex now? Or it, or would you say that it's, it's almost your reflex? a reflex now? Okay. okay, I'm not I'm not blind to the outside, right? All right, uh, I, I would say I see the outside more than ever, and I still think I know everything without asking. But but I would say this that things situations like that that save me so much shame, well deserved, right? Guilt. And, and, and with my own family and so many. And then that just ta- all that did was that kind of taught me to ask or to understand that what I perceive on the outside is no representation. Maybe it might be some representation of what's on the inside, but not necessarily. And that if I have the courage, I'll ask or seek what's on the inside before I make decisions that based on what I believe to be true when it's not true at all. And what you find when you, and so yeah, you, your question was, hey, yeah, it's, it, it's almost automatic now, not always, you know what I mean? And I, but I, there's never a time that I don't have to set the outside aside to consider the inside. 
because I always see the outside. That's the, that's my first understanding of everything is what you're doing, um, how you're doing it. All the everything that I perceive with all of my senses tells me something about what may be on the inside. I don't think we should ignore that. We just don't need to treat people based, you know, based on that. And you can get two two people anywhere that are outside in oriented, and based on what the outside is, they, they might even say they fell in love. You know, they're like they just totally attract to each other. But it, when once the inside gets revealed, um, they fall out of love. <laughs> you know, they say they fell out of love, but they don't really. They're not attracted at all. But and so, and people, the crazy part is. We all know we all know how to manipulate our outside. So I hide what's on my inside so you don't see it because if you saw it, you may or may not like it. And then I present for you what's on my outside, what I think will get from you what I want. Yep. But you know, love love is patient and it perseveres and and so yeah, love sees inside out. Inside out. Chapter is that chapter four? That's chapter four in uh, The Right Fight. Kenny, I think that wraps up episode eight. I want to conclude this. Uh, I've always wanted to do this with you. If you'll just go with me on this. I know you're not anticipating it. but So let's just sign off by saying this. Let me say the first part and you say the last part. Trust God's word no matter what. And keep your eyes on the horizon. (laughs) Until next time. Thanks for listening to The Right Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.